look, okay, swag keys. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know we got them swag keys. And we giving good advice, it ain't no bad keys. It's all keys, it's all keys. We got mad keys. I'm talking swag keys. Look, swag keys. Yeah, you know we good advice, ain't no bad keys. Swag keys, swag keys, we got mad keys. Swag keys, swag keys, talking mad keys. I'm talking mad keys. Yeah, yeah. back again and yeah we coming to you with another buster uh cool man this guy is just off the chart for me guys like he he running it up he's running it up man we have mr lorne emmanuel on the line with us today and he has a bunch of great things that he do not only for the kids but for adults and he's spiritual so that's a plus to me um mr e tell us a little bit about yourself Hey, 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 how you doing? How you doing? Well, one thing about myself is first I trust God on anything that I do. And I try to be a motivator in any position that I am in life and I want to make sure that I do right by my ancestors. That's just my biggest thing, man. I got to do right by my ancestors and my forefathers because they gave me the wisdom to just come to this earth and, and just give energy, just like yourself, Coach C. Just like I see it when we on the field. So, yeah, I'm a grinding worker. Worker, thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. We appreciate you. So, E, uh, I know that you've been training kids for what, a little over a year, a year now? Coach, coach, don't shortchange me, coach. Don't shortchange me. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and give me, go ahead and give me my two year certificate, coach. I think okay. <laughs> with you now I've been with you now for two years and right I was doing it I was doing it a year a year before I met you so I'm in three years now three okay years. Hey, my bad my bad three years so with your three years of course each year um you climb the ladder and yeah. of course to, to get better now within yeah. when you first started your first year up into now your third year did you see yourself going in the direction that you're going in now Oh yes, most definitely, most definitely. I call it the the Ray Charles syndrome. I, when you, uh, yeah, when you watch that movie, Ray, every year you see how Ray progressed, how Ray Ray progressed, and he changed his music, and then he he elevated himself. So I kind of try to follow that path. That every time I get a chance to progress. So yeah, most definitely, I seen where I started at the park. You know, two cone, three cones, doing workouts, and now I'm in weight rooms, and now I'm. I'm building workouts for high school athletes. I'm doing my, I'm still doing my personals, but then I'm handling multiple teams when I only started out with football. And now I do football, basketball, track, lacrosse, flag football, volleyball. You know, we try, I try to clear the board, man. I try to clear the board. I got that, I got that coach C blood in me now. She done bit me, she done put that, she done put that venom in me. So I had to, I had to take off with some of that. You got some of that DNA. You got that DNA. So, yeah. so, so, coach. So I know um, you say you worked in corrections before, and now you on the Coast Guard or whatnot, whatever. So, did did doing training with your training expanding? Did you feel like switching um, careers was better for you in the aspect of you having more room to do um, what you love to do? Coach, most definitely, most definitely. When when I was at the when I was working corrections, I worked in um, state prison in the county in the county jail, and it took up a lot of time. And I started enjoying my time with the kids, and I started enjoying my time training. And I seen that freedom. And then when I seen that freedom, 
I said, man, you know what? I might need to switch careers because I feel like everything that I've been through far as my, far as my sport career and everything I've been through far as just with me, 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 me playing football and me doing whatever I was doing, it came together. Even even everything I've been through working in the prison, it all came together in training. You know what I mean? It all it, it all had its place in training because back in those days, I used to ask God, why, why you why I keep getting cut from these teams? And so when I got in training, man, I was like, oh, this why. So I said, oh yeah, I got to make that jump. So that's why I made that jump and went to the Coast Guard as a security spe- specialist. Awesome. That's good. So uh, I I heard you say you do all the sports. How was how was lacrosse for you? Like, did you imagine doing lacrosse? You know what I'm saying, black man with lacrosse? Coach, coach. Let me see. Let me tell you, I'm a dog out here. You hear me? And what uh, I mean, a do- what I mean by a dog out here, meaning this, man. What I see, there's a lane that there's not enough me in, not enough me as a black skin. Oh, I'm going because they enjoy the things that we that we do in football. Lacrosse and football is kind of like, it's, it's almost the same sport in footwork. So when I came, so when I crossed over and I did lacrosse and I showed them football footwork, they was amazed at it. So all I had to do was, I had to learn the stick skills. So once I learned the stick skills, then they were like, well coach, show us that again. Show us that spin move again. And simple drills that I've learned all my life, I bring it to lacrosse and they say, Oh my God, you're, it's good. I like it. I like it. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep feeding you there. I got a whole grocery store this stuff. I'm gonna keep feeding you. Right. Charles, any questions? Yeah, no, a comment, man. Uh, man, he's right. Like, there's not enough of us uh, African Americans in that sport. And, you know, those are one of the sports that's called the rich man sport. Right, a lot of times, like I always learn, like do what the rich do. And other wonder sports that we don't have enough of. Any minority, mo- not most minority kid or not, but that is an alleyway, a great alleyway into college. You know, into these great schools. You know, uh, right, just like right. baseball. One, baseball. One point, we didn't even think about it as like a thing our kids can play. And there's still not enough of us playing it. But people that do make it, they're making the money and and salvaging their livelihood, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love football, but over time, like, the average football player's career is not that long. Now, you go into lacrosse and other things, you know, like, you have a longevity of playing, especially baseball. So I'm loving that we need more um, minority kids playing these type of sports because, believe it or not, our athleticism would, would, would transfer beautifully into the sports. Right, you're right. And one thing I see from Man, coming from my area, coming from the hood I'm from, I know if the kids can play football, and let's say if the kids can play football and understand the footwork in football, they're going to come to lacrosse in these. And when you come to lacrosse, you're not just going to get a scholarship to just no, to just any school. You're going to an Ivy League school. You're going mm-hmm. to a school that's going to look at you differently. You're going to get an education, and you're going to be around different people. See, that's the thing. Football encourages encourages you to stay in your network, but lacrosse takes you out that network because you because now you have to blend in with other races and you got to learn some of their habits too and you got to blend in and learn. Okay, well they play ball like this and they do it like this. So that was one thing in lacrosse that I just that I enjoyed because I was able to blend in and I was able to learn. Oh, okay, well this how they take care of their body in lacrosse. 
but this what this is what they do for mental health in lacrosse or this is how lacrosse does for fundraising and so when i started learning their system in lacrosse far as with fundraising i was like oh okay well i can pull that back to football you know what i mean and there's so many different things that you could take out of just that that game because you like you said it is a rich man's sport Back. It's, it's a rich man's sport and they bring a lot of money in and once I learned it I was like okay and I started teaching my kids and like I started teaching more African American kids like hey get into that sport you're going to get a scholarship football you might get passed by you might get passed by you might have a, you might not have enough in more huddle but at the same time if you play lacrosse you're going to stand out automatically so once you stand out they see the way you move the schools are going to be like I could bring him to to Princeton, or I could bring him to Yale. You know what I mean? Or, or okay, he might not have a test score, so don't worry about it. We'll send him to a JUCO, and we'll get him up to get to, get to this to get to this level. But I could bring him to my college, and I could teach him stick, stick skills. But I can't teach speed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't teach the, his his mechanics that he learned playing football. And so that's 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 how they feel, man. That's how they feel. Man, so it, it's really, man, it's really needed people like you, man, because it, it just gives our kids another avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we look solely upon, like, I'm a hooper. I love to hoop. You know, because you love to hoop. I love football, too. I love baseball. I love, it's like, like, football and basketball, we, it's like seen as the only two ways to make it. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, other sports. And I know a lot of times it's like, kids are afraid to get uh, clowned for playing a sport. You know, that, that's the case. It's like they, feel, they don't want to get clowned. Yo, you playing that? Dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they don't want to get clowned. But they gotta look at it as like, and that's where it's teaching these kids like self-confidence and not moving. How, Coach teaches it a lot. Like these kids, you shouldn't move how others move. Move how you want to move. You know what I'm saying? And, and that'll be the best for you. You know, don't be a copycat. Create something. You know what I'm saying? So if you start getting into it, you'll see the others behind you follow. Now, I play basketball and volleyball. You know what I'm saying? I play volleyball because I needed the the, the little hang tie. I can hang tie. I've seen all these kids, these, these tall white guys, and they're like, yo, they're hanging in the air. I'm like, yo, this is going to be basketball. You know what I'm saying? So then I started doing it, and it turns out I actually really got good at it. I got, I got really good at volleyball. Um, I had a couple of private schools look at me for volleyball, but that's how I was trying to, I was not trying to get uh, paid private school money on, on a half scholarship, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it wasn't going to act that way, but, but it opened up a door, you know what I'm saying? It opened up a different door outside of my love was hooping, you know what I'm saying? So, man, kudos yeah. to you. While we talk about creating and opening up doors, uh, Coach E, let's talk about um, your organization that you got, Chaz. Uh, chasing yeah. Athletes uh, Zeal. Can you uh, let us know a little bit about that? Man, the name came from my little brother. He um, he suffers from autism. So I named it after him just because, you know, he's just been an inspiring light in my life. Just to keep motivating me to just do better and help more kids out. So what I do in that program is I expose kids to different, to different types of things. Maybe, well, not maybe, but last year, what I did was I took, I take my team. So Let's say my football team in South Plantation, I took them to the Dolphin game. Last year, I had over 140 tickets of different Dolphin games. So what I do is we take them to Dolphin games, we take them to the Coast Guard base. We pretty much introduce them to different different areas. Like we tell them like, hey, 
it's more than one way to get this money. You can you can go to the military, or if you don't, if you, if your mama feel like uh, she don't want you to go military, you can go to the U.S. Coast Guard. And U.S. Coast Guard is Homeland Defense. They don't they don't reckon, they don't call themselves military. So you can go to the Coast Guard and be a pilot. You can do you can do anything you want to do. All you gotta do is just open your mind to it. So that's one thing I push into my kids, man. And even when I take them to the Dolphin games, I just want them to see the business side of it. It ain't about the. It ain't about, okay, I, they enjoy what's on the field, but I also tell them, look at the business side of the game. Look at look at the sponsors. Look who made the footballs. Look who making the cleat. It's more than it's more in the game than just being the player. Somebody got to be upstairs writing the checks. Look at the press boxes over there in the corner. You understand what I mean? It's And I, I try to change that mindset of, oh, it's only one way to get it. Because, you know, you know how it is, Coach. In our hood, we only think, oh, it's only one way to get it. Right. I got to get football or basketball. So, you know, and, and that's one thing I try to change them and say, well, it's about, a, I see about 150 companies right now, and we ain't even got into the stadium. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's one thing I like to show them. And that's why I bring I, I, I bring my football players. Or I wasn't, because of the corona, I wasn't able to take um, any other, the volleyball or any of my other teams, but Primarily this year was the first year of it. Took a lot of football players, man, because it really exposed their mind. That's good. Just expanding and like you said, um, just seeing just seeing more than one lane, man. Like it's like you said, there's multiple ways of getting it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't always like you said about playing the sport. You know what I'm saying? Make the cleats, make the jersey, make the football, sign the checks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whatever you gotta do, like you could still be around the sport but not playing. And I think that's what a lot of kids feel at. And um, of course, with like we talked about this earlier, E, of course, with you know, you being that hood legend, everybody in the hood banking on you, or you gonna make it, you gonna make it, you gonna be that guy <laughs> or that girl, and then you don't make it and you come back home and it's like you you depressed, stressed, and frustrated. Not not so much on yourself, but you feel like you let the hood down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why? Like, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't your purpose. Like, who cares what they say? You know what I'm saying? It, it's, a, it's a bigger vision than, you know what I'm saying, what, what's ahead of you or what you see in front of you. So, yeah, you can still be in that sport. Just, you know what I'm saying, working on the table, working around the clock. You know what I'm right. saying? Still around it. Making things right. happen. Right, right, right. I was um I remember a story, man, that my homeboy gave me when I was in college. I was I went to Bethune Cookman University and I had a homeboy named Cho. And Cho hung the cleats up. And I couldn't believe he hung them up. He was like, bro, I'm hanging the cleats up, I'm done. And I remember my dorm, I'm like, bro, you hanging the cleats up? You crazy. And he like, yeah, bro, I'm hanging the cleats up. And I just, at that time, I couldn't understand. I'm like, bro, what you gonna do? Like, all I know is football, football, football. Yeah. I ain't really about um, what, the, the money around it. I'm thinking about, oh, you gonna work, you gonna work a rinky D job or something like that? But then come to find out, now my boy, he coaching in a, in a, in a college in Atlanta. And he like one of the youngest coaches on the team because he hung his cleats up at the right time. You know what I mean? And he and he changed he changed his avenue because he knew, hey, if I keep going in this sport, it's gonna be a dead end because it, it because I'm not gonna make it to the league. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna jump off now. And when I'm gonna jump off now, I'm gonna take all the experience that I have and I'm gonna put it in a different avenue. And 
I see him all the time, coach, on Sunday when I'm at the game. I see Wilson, executives for for uh, for Wilson who make the football. They come out there. People make $100,000 a year. The people that's in the front office sitting out, right, like you say, writing a check. The people doing the statistics of the, of the, of the yardage, making seventy dollars to $80,000 a year, traveling the world. You know what I mean? Just because they looked at it, they looked at the game from another way in the business standpoint. Right. I do notice um, a lot, you know how they show on the screen um, when you're watching a, a college game, oh, this guy is majoring in or whatever. I notice a lot of guys major in business. <laughs> like business management, business this. And you be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope they really, you know, put that to use. You know what I'm saying? Because it looked good, but it really is good. And I personally feel like if you if you played a sport, whether you was the best, mediocre, or, or sorry, like, to me, I feel like you're a business owner because you have the mechanics. You you already got everything it takes to own a business because you've been handed up. You know how to get up on time. You know what I'm saying? You had to be a people's person because everybody, when you were in college, you had to go do community service. You know what I'm right. saying? or something like that you had to go to right. you had to you had to do multiple things at once and I'm talking about at its highest level not just right. do multiple things nah so I feel like if you play this sport you have the ability already like to to be a a business owner like it's in you like you know we on the podcast a couple of weeks ago finding your purpose you know what okay. I'm saying you gotta yeah. ask God you gotta find your purpose man don't don't let your purpose collect dust and, and you know what I'm saying? Just go underneath. Like, don't let right. it drown. Find your purpose and, and go for it. Right, right, right. You're absolutely right about that, man. You're absolutely right. You got to find your purpose. And my the hardest thing about me was I kept poking. I didn't, because I didn't want to stop. I just couldn't. When when I was out there, man, and I really wasn't working, I really wasn't training, I had to keep fighting because I couldn't be another statistic. You know what I mean? I couldn't be just another guy that was from Hollywood that didn't that didn't make it. I ain't need to make it to the. I just need to make it. You know what I mean? And uh, a doctor told me something that was so that was so important to go to my church. He was like, Lauren, just take everything step by step by step. Don't think about the third step when you on the first step. Think about the second step. Start learn the steps. Learn the steps. And then you focus on the step that's in front of you or the step that's, that you're at. Focus on that and, and, and control that. But you're right, Coach. You're right. You know something? Um, and I want everyone out there to know and understand. It, it, it's one thing we're saying that, okay, you know, we're not saying give up on your dream right away. Like, don't, don't just give up because it, no matter how hard you work, you're not going to be good at that. We're not right. saying that. You know, we're not saying that. Um, God has got an order, right? So, like, when we do stuff and you're not seeing stuff moving forward at some point, like, as much as hard as we work in that area, but you see no forward movement, that's when you should know, I need to stop here, right? When you see no progress, if it's, it's just like no area of that is, is forward progression. So, if you're not seeing any type of progression moving forward, that's God just, like, stopping it right there. Bam, that's, you know, that's... I got that's where it shuts down. And that's when you should know as an athlete, you know what? I have a lot of talent. Like I, I was able to get this far with hard work. 
Let me see what else I can get, how far I can get with hard work in another area of my life. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Absolutely right about that. Absolutely right. Coach, can you tell us, if you don't mind, a little bit about uh, your college career and, and what led you to uh, coaching? <laughs> well, in college, like I said, I went to Bethune Cookman. And when I have to, when I talk about my college career, mine is funny because, like I told you, Coach C, when we, when we met, I was a hardhead. I was a hardhead. I didn't want to go to class. I didn't want to do the work. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't want to get up on time for study hall. And so my pro, that was my problem. And what I had to do was I had to really change my stuff. Man, and I, I was at Bethune Cookman. I did two years there. I left there. I went to Bethel College in McKenzie, Tennessee. I played football up there. And then I, um, I went to the Arena League. And then I also went to Canada and then. I played, I got cut from the, well, I, I didn't get cut. I got cut from Canada. And once I got cut from Canada, I was like, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I'm, I got to do something. And at that time, I, I ran away from football. I didn't want to play it no more. I was like, I don't want to do nothing with sports. I just want a nine to five. I can get this money and I can buy me a charger. That's it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't do nothing else. I don't do nothing else. I, I'm finna, I, just, I just want to charge you with that beat in the back. And I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm I, and then at that time, at that time, I had to just, um, I was living in D.C. I had to um, move. I was living in D.C. because that's the, that's where the arena team was at that I was playing for. And I was like, I got to do something. First, the job wasn't enough. I was working at a warehouse. Never forget it. Never forget it. I don't know if I can say it on here, but I never forget it. I hated it. So so when I so when I worked at the warehouse, I was like, you know what? I got to leave here. I, I got to fall. So it's got to be something better than this. So that's when I jumped in law enforcement. And then when I jumped in law enforcement, I started working at the prison. That's when I started. That's when the wheels started turning because I started joining the, the, uh, the tactical teams in the prison. And that's when my, the love for the sport started coming back. And once that started coming back, I said, well, you know what? There's a lot of kids out there that that I've been mentoring at my church. And I'm like, well, what about the kids that's not in the church, that's on the football field? So I was like, you know what, man? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start back coaching. And so I started back coaching. Well, I started coaching. And then um, coaching led to training. And then training led to uh, getting into the schools. And then once once I got into the school's training, then it led to getting certified, especially this getting certified in so many things. So I was like, you know what? I can do this. And that's that's what got me into it, man. I was that's what got put me into the game. Awesome. Yo, so um one key thing you said, man, is I feel like you felt like once you got the Canadian League and and ended there. Like it wasn't like the game wasn't fun for you no more. Like you didn't have that 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 love and desire that you had prior, right? I, I'm assuming right. Like it just wasn't there as much. Right, 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 right. It's it had when I'm gonna tell you when I got the call, I never forget it. I was sitting in the airport. Crazy story. I was sitting in the airport. I had just got off the flight from DC. I got cut two times in Canada. So, but the first time was okay, that wasn't that bad, I was there for about a month. The second time was the vicious one, where I was sitting in the airport, 
and I had just landed. We had a, just flew in from um, uh, your state coach. We had a, just flew in from Washington, from the state of Washington. Yeah, and, baby. <laughs> so we, uh, we, uh, I, 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 I was in the British Columbia. And so got off in the airport. I see my phone going off. So I'm like, okay, they, they, that's the, that's the rep calling me to let me know, you know, that the, the, the car on the way. So I listened to the voicemail and she was like, hi, Mr. Emmanuel, this is such and such. We just want to call and let you know that we're, we're doing cutting and we're, and you've been cut. I'm sorry to tell you, we got your flight ticket back home. So don't worry about coming to the facility and um, we'll contact you if we have any um, any more training in your area. Sorry about it again. Have a great day. And I got cut like that. I got cut off the phone. So when I got cut, I was like, man, you know what? Oh, I ain't, I don't want to do this no more. It put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. So when it, so when, they, when I had that taste, I was like, man, I'm straight. I'm good. That's why I backed up from it so much. I was like, ah, uh, it was just heartbreaking because I felt like I had a talent to go to the league. You know what I mean? And and when it didn't come true, I was like, uh, where my plan B at? Where my plan B at? Oh, I don't have one. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Because, to be honest with you, sorry, child, but to be honest with you, it's plenty of people that we know or we may feel in ourselves that, man, I, I, I I got better skills than such and such, man. How they get to the league or to a higher level than me when, when it all comes down, like I said to myself, like that wasn't God's purpose. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't his purpose over your life. Maybe his purpose over your life was to pour into kids or was to be a correctional officer or, you know what I'm saying, was to have your own mental health business or whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of times that's another thing where, um, the kids, the generation fails at because they practice so long. They be 29, 30 out there practicing three days, three times a day, talking about they going to the league. Like, come on, man, go ahead and get your job, start your business. You wasting time. Wasting time. Coach. Have you guys seen um, Dwayne Wade's son? Dwayne Wade's son has a whole clothing line right now. The oldest one. The oldest one. The oldest one, the oldest one has, a, has a clothing line right now. Right, so the oldest one, uh, Zaire, he has a clothing line right now where, and I'm, I was loving it, man, because I followed the, the, um, I guess the radio show that hit that his dad has, Dwayne's dad has, right, and um, in Miami, and his son Zaire has been like, has a really dope like like artistry in, in his clothing line. I'm like, man, this kid, and he's starting now, but he's already figuring because his dad already let him know. It's a chance that you probably not gonna make it, son. Cause you gotta have something to fall, fall through and fall on. So he's already starting that entrepreneurship mindset now. Cause he knows, well, if I don't make it, you know, I know I can go this alleyway because why not? My dad's name is this. I can I can use that to build my brand. You know what I'm saying? I can use that to build myself in other areas and watch my dad and see how he moves. You know what I'm saying? So like that's the we just a lot of our kids we, we gotta teach them. It's not the end of the world if you don't make it. It, it. it won't be never the end of the world. We just gotta find that thing that your purpose is in, and we just gotta make you a dog in that. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta make you a dog in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, and the cool thing about Wade is if you if you watch Wade's track record, remember when Wade signed that deal with, with Jordan? He wore Jordan for like one year. And yeah, then Wade yeah. was like, Wade was like, man, I'm out of here. I'm going to create my own brand. 
and right. then and then he did that. Then he followed the tracks of Stephon Marbury. You know, when Stephon Marbury went to China, his shoes mm-hmm. blew up over there. He blew up yep. over there. He because and so what happened was Wade said, not only would I do that, I create my own brand, but what I do is I, I, I sell it in China. And once I sell it in China, it's gonna blow up. And it did, man, it did. And that's one cool, that's one cool thing about D-Wade, man, is that he went outside the box. He went outside the box. He, and I'm glad you brought his son up, man, because it shows you that the the reason why God created the family the way he did, the, the father or the, or the parent or the father, he stepped out and made a bold move. And he made a and, and was successful at it. So the son was watching, like, okay, yeah, I see you, dad. And dad can give him that wisdom, like, hey, that, this would be a good route for you. Try this out. And then now look at him at a young age. And our eyes, we get eyes, we know adults that he, that don't even have half we have. So when look at look at him at a young age, you like, oh man, you got an LLC, you got a business, you got a clothing line. And you and your dad, and with with the Wade name, you able to go around the world, right? Because you know his dad, you know his dad got the connection still in China, right? Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That just shows how, just just how as a parent, man, our children they follow us. Mm-hmm. And he wanted on his own. You know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to live off his his father back. I'm gonna go nope. ahead and get me a business, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love basketball, but I gotta have in the back of my head that hey. Nine times out of ten, I probably won't make it. And if I don't, you know what I'm saying? I still got my business, or I, I'm still venturing all the other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, let me tell you, when 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 that happens, and if he get late, let's say if he don't make it, that hurt won't be as hard because he'd be like, okay, I'm still around the game. I still got my connections. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Let's. And then it get automatically fuel. He can automatically fuel himself. In that path of building his clothing line or whatever, so I understand. Smart, smart man, smart. You know, you, we don't have to be in the. It's like crazy that the time that we're in right now, we don't have to be in the game itself to be around the game anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's guys like all these NBA impersonators, D Dot and Famous Lowe's, like these guys who they they, they didn't make it to where they wanted to go. But it's it still put them around the game and in the game. They're meeting all these NBA players and having relationships with them, right? Like that you probably could have made trying to do the next 12, 15 years trying to make it into a G League team. You know what I'm saying? But it's another route. We're in the age of technology, especially yeah. social media. There's yeah. ways to attract these businesses to want to do business with you. I think uh, uh, B Dot he has something where uh, you know he does that for Foot Locker, Champs, uh, the NBA. Uh, he's always in the the all star, the celebrity all star thing. You know, he has uh, co ops with uh, I think Cassidy Town and a couple NBA players. Joel and B. So it was like you can still be around the game, just don't be so close minded. That's the only way. Because I know when I was in college, I was like, yo, I gotta be an NBA gentleman. I gotta be. I gotta be a GM. And like it just didn't go that way. And I'm like, ah, like you know what I'm saying? It was just like ah, like opportunities <laughs> that will come. And I'm like, I just. At that moment, it just, I remember I had an opportunity with Atlanta Hawks, and it was like, but you have to supply your own food, your own board, and rent, and that. I'm the yeah. owner of the four, so I could not, and I was already paying my own thing in Tallahassee while I was going to school. 
my rent, everything. I could not reach into my parents' bag and, and, and try to make that happen. There, as much as I loved it, but yeah. I knew this, this, there has to be another way into it. And eventually, yeah, I will. I'll be around the game so at some point. God's, it's God's plan. If God wants to do it, perfect. If you don't, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm loving what he's showing me right now with these kids. You know what I'm saying? So, man, there's other ways, guys, to get into the field. Social media is the number one aspect of getting to get into the right way. Don't do uh, the craziest thing to get on there to gain attention. But, you know, just like do stuff within your sport. Whether it be like how you doing your training. You know, that's one way to train and the one right person can see it and then boom, blow it up. And now you got all type of athletes coming to you for training. Uh, 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 kids, there's one of the places out in Davies. Yeah, it's uh, I forget the name of it. It's a training institution. I think Brandon Marshall owns it. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. You know, Brandon Marshall, look, the game was different, but he still was, he stood around the game in some way, you know what I'm saying? Commentating, doing that, like he stood around the game. So, guys, don't feel bad if you're not, you know, if you didn't reach that goal, because a lot of times God has other plans for you. Right about that. You're right about that, man. You're right about that. Why did you pick Bethune, too? I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of you. You know what I have that question? I got to ask that question. It's going to be the highlight question. Oh, man. So, so the reason why I went to Cookman was I, my whole family went to fam, bro. My whole family went to fam. My whole family did. And so, the reason why I went to Cookman, oh, don't do it. The reason, the, why, the reason why I went to Cookman, man, we had a guy. I had a guy that uh, I was training with named Mr. Murphy, and he knew somebody at Cookman. And I had, I think I, I off of Alabama State, Cookman, and somewhere at another school, because my grades were just horrible at high school. So I had, so these HBCUs was reaching out, and fam wasn't reaching. We talked to the we talked to the uh to the athletic director up there. We talked to the head coach at the time, and they were talking about parcels. I'm like, bruh, I need a full. And man, cook me off of them. My mom was like, well, you ain't going to Alabama. Well, I, I guess you, I guess you could go to Cookman. And so, man, that's that's when I went to Cookman, man. But one thing one thing I can say, man, hey, y'all out there who's trying to go to school, and man, listen, ain't nothing wrong with HBCU. I'm telling you, it's a great experience man it's a great experience you know that first semester your first your first semester at hbcu you're gonna taste that you're gonna take african-american history oh yeah you're gonna take that. <laughs> everybody everybody go take that's a mandatory african-american history and then they teach you the right way not what the school mm-hmm. boys taught you but they gonna teach you another route <laughs> all right we had a, we had a, on our last episode we had one of coach steve's mentees uh, coach with Alabama State, right? Yeah, uh, ASU, Anthony um, Jones from ASU. Okay. So, like, man, he, he was talking about the experience. It's like no other. It's just like when you see your people grinding, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it forces you to want to, yo, like, I'm about to put it in gear, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like when you see people, black people all around the United States come to this facility and then we have a great time, but not only having a great time, like they're about to they getting that check. You know, like I gotta I gotta finish I finish right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're about that like seating. So it's like it's infected, man. Like I just want I gotta be that too. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be that too. I can't right. end a, a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? I just could. I could end a disappointment, but man, it's an experience at an HBCU, man, that you just can't get from a lot of people, man. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that, bro. You're right about that. Five ticket Wednesday, that fan, baby. Five ticket Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't feel like I about that. Yo, I'm just gonna call it four or five tickets because the five ticket Wednesday, that's why I need, man. I know that sounds like it's all racist and stuff, bro. I'm like, I don't care. It's a five ticket Wednesday. That was the thing back there, man. You and, and you know and you know at the cab, well, you know I well, you ever been to Cookman? You know Cookman, they got the quad. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, at the cab, we couldn't stand the chicken at the cab, man. I'm like, bro, this chicken at the cab. I'm like, bro, listen, man, this is trash. <laughs> I'm gonna go over here to Bethune Grill, man, and get me and get me some of these honey barbecue wings that that taste like nowhere else. And boy, we finna chill on the quad. And eat, man. And eat. <laughs> I couldn't stand the chicken that cooked with. I remember we asked the lady, well, who cooked the chicken? She'd be like, I cooked the chicken. <laughs> I, cooked, I cooked the chicken. You, you didn't cook the chicken. I cooked the chicken ain't good, man. <laughs> they went to the public. The Greg Cousins. They went to the, 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 they got me hooked on oh. that too up there. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, I you got to hood of Tallahassee to go to a Christy Cookie, man. <laughs> if you have time to, what's the thing, what's the gas that we used to have up there, man? Uh, that we got, that, like a Wawa. We have a Wawa. I just have a Wawa up there. Now we got Wawa in South Florida now, man. Oh man, the Wawa's got them good subs, man. Coach C tight uh, up, man. The Wawa's got some good subs. I had one. Hey. I had one. Wawa on here coming through for time. I'm telling you. Wawa gonna shut Sub City down, boy. I just Sub City. Wawa coming for you, boy. <laughs> nah, that, that is true. That is true. But, but E, so with all your success and everything that you got going on with training, um, having your own biz, starting your own business, uh, you know, working at the Coast Guard or whatnot, whatever. Uh, so these past three years for you um, doing your training, and of course, you know, this is uh, one of your purposes God have for you on earth. Have you got, um, as far as any kids who've been with you, of course you see progress, but like if anyone signed to a college and, and, and came back and was like, man, Coach E, because of you, XYZ happened, and if so, how did that make you feel? Oh man, um, but I had a track athlete, I had a track athlete who just moved to Ugo, where he got a scholarship to FSU. He just he's an ACC champ. Um, I got a football athlete that's at FAMU, and um, I have another one going to Stetson, and I have, a, and I have another up-and-coming guy. He's getting ready to uh, wrestle in the Olympics. I forgot to say, I trained in wrestling also. So, man, when, and I was just training him, man. It's funny you asked that question, man. He just, he stopped the training, like, right in mid-workout, and he was like, Coach, man, I just appreciate everything you're doing, man. You are, you, 
your, your workouts are different. I love it, man. I'm, I'm glad we trained together. I'm glad we met him. And it's crazy, man. This kid got the same birthday as me, and I see that dog in his eyes, man. I be like, when I see it, boy, you want it bad, man. And, and the way it make me feel, it's like, wow. Okay, God, you bigger than what they say you are. Never in my life would I have thought that I feel like this on the inside. Training has really changed my life, man. It really gave me a new way to look at life. Man, I'm gonna tell you another story because I'm just a story guy. I um, I was training my minister one day, and we were at we were at the track and we were training, and I had my Eric Thomas playing, I had my my Les Brown playing, and and um, the training got so intense, man, that I started pushing them. I was like, Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Keep going, don't quit, don't quit. And so it got so it got so rough. He started crying. Mm-hmm. And so when he started crying, I could see the the level of not frustration, but all the weight that was on his shoulders at that time, man. And I could feel God move into that moment. God saying, "But I, it's the the thought that came in my mind instantly when I saw when I seen them tears come out my brother's eyes was, I needed you to help him get that out." I needed you to help him get that out. And when I heard that in my mind, and I, I'm just, and that's just, I'm just saying, it's just, that's, that's what happened to me. It sent shockwaves through my body. I even got a little teared up. And then, you know, my minister came to me and he was just like, hey, and I appreciate what you did for me, man. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to uh, expose that to you or show that to you, but brother, I had to let it go. And I said, man, I just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to even see this, my brother. You know what I mean? And so, Training has just changed me all the way through. I, I came in the game thinking one way, and now he got me thinking a total different way. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love it. Definitely a plus. That's that's awesome, man. That's that's deep. And you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, working out ain't just working out for your health, man. That's therapy. It's that's therapy. Therapy. Yes, yes, yes. It helps you. It working out. I feel what it does is it helps get that wall down. Because what I notice is people start to talk more when they tired. When they tired, <laughs> they, talk, they, they start to talk, and I be like, man, okay, let's let's talk. And that, that's that. It's that therapy. I, I just feel it, it. It brings that wall down, and a lot of stuff that you didn't want to get out, it started to slip out now. Because you generally trust that person that's taking your body to, through this experience. You trust right. me because you trust you trust that I know CPR. You trust that I'm gonna give you a water break at the right time. So those are two things, two, two pivotal things that you like. Okay, well he gonna keep me alive just in case I fall out. So man, let me just talk to this guy. <laughs> and they talk, they talk, they talk. Even my kids, they talk. They talk about stuff they got going on in the classroom, stuff they got going on on the field, expectations that haven't been filled yet. That's one thing I know. That's one thing I know is by training. It will make you talk. All right. Yo, Coach, I think we're winding down now. Uh, so, Coach, what we typically do um, at the end, we go ahead and uh, we drop gems. And we all get <laughs> our, our guests. We drop gems for those who are listening out there. So, you know, give us some words of wisdom. So, um, our guests always go first. You know what I'm saying? So, what would you like to tell the people? What gem would you like to like drop on them to you know give us some riches for their future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad I listened to the podcast earlier because I was prepared for this. Man, you already know, man. Hey, going to the HBCU, I got to know how to do this thing right. <laughs> True. I got to know. I got to know. But, man, one thing I want to say to y'all out there is focus. Focus. Stay true to your focus, man. Make sure you align you align things up. Go step by step in life. Don't try to don't try to rush it. Don't be like Coach E, man. Coach E tried to rush this thing, and when he rushed it, he stumbled a couple times. I got a couple scrapes on my knees that you that you shouldn't have. So what I want y'all out there to do is focus. Focus on your goal. Figure out what you want to do in life. Don't try to don't try to rush it and say, okay, well I'm gonna do this. I see my homeboy doing this. I see my homegirl doing that. And feel your way through it. And once you feel your way through it, attack your goals one by one by one. And I mean literally attack them and make sure, make sure, like I said, go step by step by step by step. Had that Ray Charles syndrome. Ray Charles went step by step by step. When he walked into the building as a blind man, I can't even imagine catching a bus as a blind man. But he walked in, he traveled the world as a blind man. And he had to go step by step by step by step. So just trust it, trust God, and trust with the life that He puts you through. All right? Stay blessed. That's I love it. Oh, that was good. Go ahead, Coach. I'm gonna leave you with uh, man. To be honest, this guy's so soulful, man. I'm so glad that I was blessed to meet uh, Coach E, man. So down to earth, and what I what I like about him, and and if you're looking for a trainer, he's a good one because he's not just a trainer; he's a listener. Um, and also, you know, he's a man of God. So I love the, the fact that after and before every uh, session that you have with him, he's going to pray with you. And if you talk to him even afterwards, he got you. So my gems I'm leaving is um, staying focused, you know, staying in your lane. You know, don't worry about who's on the left or who's on the right, how they move it. Make sure you move how you move and you find your purpose. Don't wait too long to find your purpose because you keep doing something or going for something that you feel is for you. You know what I'm saying? XR was for you and let him lead you. Awesome. Yo, so I'm gonna leave y'all with this. And um, I got us, man, it was just great to hear you guys talk at the beginning. And at the beginning, Coach, you, you were saying, you know, uh, how Coach C, you know, like she was like pushing you to, to certain gigs, you know, and then look what you got now. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the same for me, like watching her do what she did with the mentoring is the same for me. And the one thing I want to leave y'all with is keep people around you that are going to have that same energy and, 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 that, and that same want to be great so you can be infected to others. You know what I'm saying? Like keep this, keep be around people that's going to continue to to encourage you and and uh, motivate you and have the same vision you have to be great in life, right? Keep that always keep that always keep that small circle, man. I have a lot of friends, but I got a very few that I can go to and be like, all right, yo, like thanks for checking me on that because I was slipping. You know what I'm saying? So like, if y'all didn't hear that, anything else, yo. People around you, if they ain't got the same mentality, you got to move forward and be great. They can't be around. So all you do is dragging you down. All right. So with that being said, the Swag Keys, Coach C, Coach D, thank you for coming in. My pleasure. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So we're gonna have you guys on again. Like we're gonna have, after this whole Corona thing, we're gonna do it a person in person. 
You know, we we've been trying, we've been adapting with the situation, like real, like real uh, OGs trying to uh, not yeah, trying to stop us. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have yeah. you all uh, personally, and we're gonna do this all together once this whole thing opens back up and it's safe for everybody. All right, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Yo, so this is the Swag Keys. Until next time, peace.